welcome to the Wonderfully Woven podcast. I'm Lucy Garrison, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and this is a space where we'll delve into discussions around all things wellness and nourishment for the body, mind, and spirit. We'll chat about what it looks like to support and steward the original design of how our bodies were created so you can live fully and freely through all seasons of life. And no matter what you're journeying through, I want to remind you that your body is wonderfully woven. You are wonderfully and fearfully made and marvelously complex. In this episode of the Wonderfully Woven podcast, I'm going to be delving into a couple of key things to consider when choosing a prenatal supplement, as well as talking a little bit about a whole food approach to prenatal nourishment. Now, before we dive in, I do want to begin with just a little disclaimer that this is not medical advice. It's not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any health issues. This is me sharing my journey from my education and personal research, and it's intended for educational purposes only. And to really just encourage you to do your own research and find out insight to make informed decisions for yourself and your family. So please consult your own healthcare providers and practitioners if you have any questions, if you're interested in implementing anything new or different into your wellness rhythm. So that said, when it comes to prenatal supplements, I think it's a pretty immediate thought that comes to a mama's mind when she finds out that she's expecting or she's seeking to conceive. And the fundamental idea of ensuring that our bodies have the vitamins and the minerals that it needs to support both your health and the growth and development of your baby is vital. Now, The different factors that I'm going to touch upon in this episode, it's not to dissuade you from using a prenatal supplement, but rather to encourage you to do a couple of things. First, to actually research and really look into the forms of the nutrients that are contained in the prenatal that you're choosing to use. So opting for more natural bioavailable sources of those nutrients compared to synthetic forms of them that have been manufactured to determine the brands which maybe have more suitable amounts of each nutrient that is more optimally suited to your particular needs or even looking into supplementing specific nutrients rather than just an all-in-one capsule or gummy. And then lastly, to really begin reframing how we actually view nourishing our bodies during pregnancy particularly with a focus on a nutrient-dense, properly prepared whole foods diet. So the first thing that I think is really important to consider when looking at prenatal supplementation is that a key piece that I think is missing from the puzzle is taking into account what is called bio-individuality. And that is a key principle underlining my work as a nutritional therapy practitioner. So bio-individual means that a one-size-fits-all standardized approach isn't the optimal framework to approach true nourishment and wellness because every person's body is unique and it has specific needs based on your personal health history, your genetics, the current season and stage of life that you're in. So if you have certain health issues, things that have been diagnosed 
Maybe your occupation is very physically demanding. Maybe you're very sedentary and you're sitting down in an office job. So there are a variety of different factors that actually need to be considered when looking at what your personal macronutrient and micronutrient needs are. Now, whilst there are general principles that do apply, there will be nuances in what the application of that looks like for you as an individual. And so a personalized protocol is actually what is needed to gently guide your body to a place of balance and to enhance your body's functions from the inside out. A research article that I came across from Biomed Central, their maternal health, neonatology and perinatology Um, articles actually noted that the US Food and Drug Administration has established recommended dietary allowances for the total vitamin intake from food and supplements, but there isn't a national consensus on the optimal level of most vitamins for a prenatal supplement. So whilst there are general guidelines for ideal nutrient values, there still needs to really be a range to honor the needs of each individual. So that's why it's really important to be aware of your own body and needs, especially as you journey conception and pregnancy and postpartum. So bioindividuality in the context of prenatal supplements means that your body may actually have different requirements for the quantity of particular vitamins and minerals needed than another expectant mum based on your diet, lifestyle and specific health issues that you may have. Now this leads me on to the next factor to consider and that is the bioavailability of vitamins and minerals. In the book Fortify Your Life, bioavailability is defined as how well a nutrient or ingredient is absorbed in a form that is usable and safe to reach the right target in the body. So if you're taking a supplement and it's got particular vitamins and minerals that are not in a form that your body recognizes on a molecular and chemical level, then actually your body may not be able to utilize it and it actually may be removed from the body via elimination and urination. So an example of this is actually I was recommended at one point to take a vitamin B complex supplement following my C-section and I actually noticed that my pee was a neon yellow color, which really freaked me out first. I had no idea why it was that bright because I'm pretty well hydrated and my pee is normally pretty clear. Uh, And this was like highlighter yellow color. Um, And actually it was an indication that the quantity specifically of the vitamin vitamin B2 or riboflavin was actually too high and it was being excreted from my body because my body didn't need any more. It was too much. So to me, that was actually a reminder of just how innately wise our bodies are and how intentionally they've actually been designed to function. So sometimes taking you know, a capsule that covers, so this one specifically was a vitamin B complex, so it encompassed a range of the B vitamins isn't always the best for your body because it could actually be giving you too much of a certain vitamin that your body may not need or maybe you've already actually reached um, the nutrient intake that your body needs for that. So supplements can 
contain nutrients that are either in their natural form so that could be that you're consuming them directly through a whole food source or that they've been derived or extracted from a whole food source so like powders that provide a higher concentration of a nutrient like acerola powder which is a rich source of vitamin c that comes from cherries um, and that's from the cherries or the juice being dehydrated or low temperature spray dried and powdered or Vitamins can be in a synthetic form, which means they have been artificially created to be similar in molecular structure to a natural nutrient. But that doesn't automatically mean that they are always absorbed and used in the same way as the actual vitamin itself would be. And so it's not always ideal to have the synthetic form of certain vitamins because your body may not even actually be able to use them. You could just excrete them out and you're potentially just wasting your money. So an example of this would be vitamin B12. Now, many prenatal supplements have this vitamin in the form of what is called cyanocobalamin. I'm sorry if I have pronounced that incorrectly. Um, but that is a synthetic form of it. Whereas methylcobalamin is the natural form that is actually more bioavailable for your body to use. Another example of a really kind of prolific nutrient is folic acid. And folic acid is the synthetic form of vitamin B9 and methylfolate. And methylfolate is the bioavailable form that is found in our bodies. So it's also important to remember that getting your vitamin and mineral needs met through whole foods actually means that you're also getting them in their full form and by that I mean how they were actually designed in nature so whole foods tend to come with what it actually needs to be most nourishing and when we pair them with other whole foods it optimizes their nutrient density and the ability for them to be broken down absorbed and utilized by the body so an example of this would be you know the fiber that comes with fruits and vegetables so often when fruits and vegetables are just juiced you're simply extracting the juice and you're actually then leaving behind the skin and other elements which actually provide a really good source of fiber which can help to aid in blood sugar regulation help with elimination with your bowel movements um also thinking about fat soluble vitamins in a lot of vegetables those are best absorbed when eaten with a nourishing fat source so again pairing things in their natural form together can actually be really optimal for getting the most out of the food that you're eating. Now, I do also want to say supplementation can absolutely be necessary in specific seasons and circumstances for individuals. But isolating and consuming synthetic versions shouldn't actually be considered, quote unquote, the norm for optimizing your wellness and nourishment as a whole. Because there's often a tendency to think that if you're taking a supplement or a prenatal, particularly, that you almost don't need to focus on your diet. And that really isn't the case because I think that actually detracts away from the whole purpose and intention of eating good quality whole foods. A third factor that we can consider around prenatal supplements is that vitamins and minerals have what is called synergistic and antagonistic relationships. Now, this means that they are interconnected and that certain vitamins and minerals can affect the uptake, utilization or function of another vitamin and mineral in some way. 
and they could either work together, which is synergistic, or they could work against one another, which is antagonistic. And this is actually quite helpful to know so that you could be mindful in certain foods that you perhaps pair together, especially if you're seeking to take a more whole food approach to supplementation. So an example of this is vitamin C. Now, vitamin C can actually help to enhance the body's absorption of non-heme iron. So that means that it's just of vegetable origin. So pairing sources of vitamin C like bell peppers, tomatoes, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and Brussels sprouts with a meal that contains sources of non-heme iron like lentils, chickpeas and pumpkin um, can actually help you to best utilize the non-heme iron that is in there. Whereas foods that are rich in oxalic acid like spinach and rhubarb can actually inhibit the absorption of iron because it binds to it. So there is also a specific balance that is needed between each vitamin and mineral. That means high dose supplementation of an all-in-one capsule or gummy can't actually take into consideration. And that's especially the case if you're perhaps already deficient in a particular vitamin or mineral. And so if the value of a certain nutrient that is antagonistic with what you're deficient in um, is really high in your prenatal supplement, for example, it could further amplify and impact um, the deficiency or the imbalance that you maybe already have with a certain vitamin or mineral. There are certain tests that you can actually do as well if you're interested in identifying your vitamin and mineral levels. You could get specific um, panels done with your blood work at labs to really inform you of those levels. Um, and also there's something called hair tissue mineral analysis, which is specifically um, a tool that is used to measure mineral levels as well. So that can be useful if you do think maybe you're particularly deficient in a certain vitamin or mineral and you really want to identify that so that you can more intentionally target what supplements could actually be the most beneficial for you in the current season and stage of life that you are in. Now, I do also want to say that when I learned about this, as much as I was intrigued and fascinated by how interconnected everything is, I did also find myself becoming a little bit overwhelmed by it. So I do want to encourage you with this thought that rather than seeing it as just another element to consider, I've really tried viewing it as almost an invitation to slowly reconnect with what I eat by becoming more aware of and understanding the nourishing properties of certain foods. So it's not something to become legalistic about, but instead, if you know that there is a certain vitamin or mineral that you are in particular need of, especially in regards to fetal development and supporting your body as your baby grows, then you could use it as a springboard to begin researching what foods may best support another to really enhance the function of the nutrients that it contains. Whether you're taking a more whole food approach or using prenatal supplements or a little bit of both, it's actually also really important to discuss how you can best enhance the absorption and therefore the assimilation and the utilization of the vitamins and minerals by the cells of your body. And one way to do this is to really support the process of digestion, specifically promoting the production of stomach acid and pancreatic enzymes because they are needed to help break down and absorb your 
um, the vitamins in the food that you're eating. So hydrochloric acid is needed to activate the digestive enzyme pepsin as well, which is needed to help break down proteins. So a couple of ways that you can enhance this, you could have about a third of a lemon squeezed into a cup of warm water, or you could add a tablespoon of raw apple cider vinegar to warm water and then drink this about 20 minutes before a meal to really help lower the pH of your stomach acid to help create that optimal acidic environment for digestion. You could also incorporate foods that are rich in probiotics. So fermented foods like sauerkraut, kefir, yogurt, um, kombucha, kimchi, things like that will really help to optimize the good bacteria in your gut microbiome and actually assist your body in breaking down fiber as well as optimizing its ability to absorb nutrients. And then another specific area within the digestive process that we want to support is the small intestine. And that is because that is the place that key digestive enzymes are made and nutrients can be absorbed. So a food that can be helpful in this is actually pineapple because that contains the enzyme bromelain, which helps to break down protein. And it's also an anti-inflammatory enzyme as well. And this is really helpful because it's supporting the um, just optimal environment and integrity of the small intestine. And another way that you can do that is through nourishing foods like bone broth and gelatin gummies because that's actually providing amino acids and collagen which help to support the structural lining of the small intestine and that actually helps it to better perform its function. Now I also wanted to note that if you are perhaps experiencing morning sickness, nausea at different times of the day and even vomiting, and maybe the thought of just eating certain foods that are somewhat nourishing seems really unappetizing and unappealing. I want you to know that I hear you and I know many mamas, including myself, who have been in that position for part of or even all of their pregnancy. And I do want to say that in those stages, eat what you can. You know, maybe you can try and find slightly more nourishing alternatives to the foods that you can stomach. So an example of this would be if you're craving chips, perhaps find a brand that has them cooked in coconut oil or avocado oil instead of an industrial seed oil to help reduce any inflammation in the body as well. So that can just be a little bit more supportive as your body is perhaps feeling more drained and fatigued and depleted through nauseousness and vomiting. Because it is better that you are at least getting something in your stomach getting some energy to sustain you um, and just really helping to settle your stomach rather than attempting to eat something that you may just throw up anyway. So my philosophy really is to do the best you can with what you can when you can. So please be gracious and gentle to yourself in, in those seasons and stages of pregnancy where it feels like you're not getting enough nourishment, you're worried about baby. And if it does get to a really extreme cases, definitely go and consult your healthcare provider. Um, but I think another really big factor of that as well will be really just ensuring that you're as hydrated as possible. So that could include adding an electrolyte supplement to your drinks, adding some unrefined sea salt and lemon to warm water, sparkling water, different things of that nature to ensure that you're getting some minerals in to keep your body hydrated as well. So when it comes to determining if you want to get a prenatal supplement or take a whole food approach or both, I personally would rather spend the money that I would use a month on a prenatal supplement towards purchasing pasture-raised, grass-fed, or organic produce where I can afford that, where it's accessible and available to me, 
as well as choosing more whole food supplement products that are going to be more bioavailable for my body. So an example of this could be collagen peptides and gelatin powder to really support my hair, skin and nails and joints. Um, Desiccated beef liver capsules are really wonderful. They don't taste of anything. It's just dehydrated beef liver which is really rich in vitamin B6, B12, folate, choline, and copper. Some other things would be magnesium oil spray, which, or even like um, Epsom bar salts and things that don't have fragrance in a, re- a really great way to help transdermally pass magnesium through the skin, as well as magnesium carbonate that you can add to drinks. And that can be really useful to ensure that you've got enough magnesium that can help just with managing stress, with muscular relaxation and contractions so are really helping if you get cramps or restless legs during pregnancy. And another thing would also be acerola powder or camu camu berry powder, which is really rich in vitamin C, so to really support your immune system as well during pregnancy. So if you do want to get a prenatal supplement, as I already mentioned, definitely look into the form of nutrient that is in that prenatal supplement and even just be aware of the values and quantities of the nutrient in that based on what maybe your needs could be you could already be getting enough of a certain nutrient through what you eat in your diet or maybe you have other supplements that you use so it's really important to take all of those things into consideration to ensure that your body is actually getting what it needs not too much and that those nutrients aren't actually working against each other or that they're not just going to be removed from the body in waste. So I do hope that this episode has provided you with some useful insight as to factors to consider when deciding on how to best provide your body with the nutrients that it needs during pregnancy. And again, like I mentioned, there is no one size fits all approach. Maybe you do a little bit of both and really just use this as um, just inspiration to do some of your own research around specific supplements or whole foods that you can use to nourish your body. I'll also have articles linked in the description if you're interested in doing further reading and research on some of the things that I mentioned. And in upcoming podcast episodes, I'll actually be sharing about different vitamins and minerals and the function that they serve in the body with specific reference to the prenatal season and supporting your baby's growth and development as well as nutritional sources of them. listening to the wonderfully woven podcast if you have any thoughts on topics that you'd like to be discussed or questions then please reach out to me at wonderfully woven well at gmail.com.